free will. Free will is the greatest gift God gave to us besides Jesus. Free will brings us the ability to love with an authentic love. We can choose beauty and goodness. Free will has also gotten the human race in more trouble than we can imagine. Free will is where evil comes from. We hear today from the prophet Amos in our first reading what free will did to the people of Israel in the form of greed. It's a very dark time in Israel's history. The poor are being exploited in an unconscionable way. These are their very brothers and sisters in the faith. And not so long ago, very blood brothers in the faith and faith. Amos says the poor are being bought for silver. People had to sell themselves into slavery. Imagine it, it may be many generations, but these are blood relatives. And God accused the rich of making the poor fail. Their lives are worth no more than a pair of shoes, Amos says. The garbage wheat is being sold for profit. What's garbage wheat? Of course, it's the wheat that not even the honest dealers would touch. Kind of sad to think what we as people do to other people, exploiting them. Even in our recent history, I think of Bernie Madoff, maybe. Leona Helmsley, I don't know if that rings a bell to your name. How famous she was for how poorly she treated her employees. Just a fabulously wealthy woman. Her son passed away and she famously sued the estate and got the most of it, even over his wife and children. Now that's greed. It's the kind of greed we hear about in Amos today. No care for anyone but themselves. To top it off, the rich came to the temple. It wasn't with God on their minds, though. It was the next day's prophets. When will this Sabbath end, they said, so we can go back to making money and exploiting the poor, really? I can make more. God says that injustice was consuming them. Perhaps things haven't changed so much. God tells Amos, though, and here's the kicker, I will not forget one thing they did. I will not forget one thing they did. So, we like to think in our minds that they're getting away with stuff, but God is saying the opposite. No one is getting away with anything. Someone will pay the piper. And now, we come to this gospel, the confusing words of Jesus. This is the hardest gospel I think it, I've ever really uh, had to preach. I don't like to preach it because it's hard. I've never heard too many uh, satisfactory explanations of this parable. Jesus is condoning this, uh, this steward who is uh, being a thief. He's commending him. Is he, condemn is he uh, commending him, though? Not really. He's trying to make a point, of course which Jesus is always trying to do, making a point, affirming the actions of a dishonest steward. The steward is in a bind with his master. He's being fired, but the master continues to give him 
license to defraud him. And so what does he do? He defrauds him even more. What Jesus is trying to say, I think, is what we need to look at money and wealth, not in a worldly way, where greed can infiltrate our souls, but we need to make wealth a spiritual matter. See, wealth and money are not evil. They are not evil. How we use them can be, and we can also use them very much for the glory and the praise of God. Love of these things, becoming obsessed with them, leads to horrible things in life for those who have it because we oppress others with it. What Jesus loved about this fraudulent guy was that he knew he was in dire straits and he acted. That's what he says, that's where the world does a little bit better job than the children of light. Now as sinners, people of God, we should all know, hey, something's wrong here. There's an urgency, or is there? See, the fraudulent servant, he had an urgency about him. I better fix this right now, or I'm in trouble. See, spiritually, Jesus wants us to have that same kind of attitude. Something's wrong, and I need to fix it. How do we do that? We have to make the move. The fraudulent servant acted, and that's what God liked, or that's what Jesus liked about this guy. He acted. Do we act, or do we nonchalant it? He made a move. Jesus wishes us to do the same thing spiritually, to understand the situation we're in. Spiritually, we're caught in this sin. Do we have the prudence to get out, to act? When we see the situation, do we act? Jesus tells us we need to be prudent in spiritual matters as the dishonest steward was in his own life. And we take a lesson from the steward on how to deal with the trauma of what's going on in our life. Not only the trauma of what's going on in the steward's life, but our own lives, spiritually. Sin can be trauma. Do we act? Do we know how to act prudently, wisely? And now, today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. It's never, we always want to be acting. One thing I also wanted to do is, is talk about what, well, Dylan and Lulu want. We need uh, volunteers to teach, to teach the kids. Um, some of you might thought, oh, I might be good at that, but we don't act. Do we act on what it is we need to do? We have a shortage of teachers in the CCD program, and it starts next week. We need, still need a few, but we can always use substitutes not everyone shows up every weekend, and they got to piece together some things. Please consider that. Act. You heard the words here. It's been in the bulletin. Teaching. Act. Please. Um, call the office if you are available. If you've ever thought about it before, please act on these words so we have enough people to teach. A lot of kids, hundreds of kids in this program. 
needing our help.